0: I'm Simon Scholes. I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios. We're an award-winning visual marketing agency, and we help brands and businesses create content that helps them stand out, be it um, visuals like video, animation, aerial work, graphics, all that kind of thing. We also help them with the digital aspect of marketing as well, but we specialize in video social content. However, a few years ago, it became very obvious to me during a life event that not every brand, not every business was in a position necessarily to have the money to spend on having content created on a regular basis. So what can I do to help those people start creating content themselves for free? My favorite four-letter word, especially being a Yorkshireman. So I sat down and I came up with a process that I'd talked about for years. Other people had kind of spoken about it as well, kind of pinched bits and pieces, bastardized it, turned it to my own, called it How to Nine Times Your Social Media, turned it into a book, went to number one yay me and um, you can still get a copy of that in the section below as well and it takes you through from everything that is marketing planning right the way through to today's subject matter podcasting and all the stuff that happens in between as well so um yeah the whole idea of these lives and they have been all the way through lockdown is just to try and get you creating some content get people actually talking about you on different social media platforms so that when we come out of the other side of this craziness we all still have a business to go back to in the first place. The social media podcast with Simon Scholes tips, hints, and great, great content ideas. ideas. So, today, like I said, we're going to talk about podcasts. We're going to talk about lots of different subjects connected to podcasts. And so, without further ado, I'm going to bring on my, my guest today. This is uh, Neil Velio. Hello, Neil. Hello, Simon. How are you? And- yeah, I'm very well, thank you. And Neil runs um, a podcast studio company, he's kind of like a podcast coach almost, uh, called Pod Knows How. Um, that's right, isn't it? Or is that the name of the podcast? Uh, po- Pod Knows How, that's,
1: that's a great name. I wish I'd thought of that one. No, I, <laughs> I, uh, my, my company is called Pod Knows Productions um, and I have a podcast, uh, Your Business Needs a Podcast, which by the title probably gives it away that it's aimed at small businesses that want to start a podcast.
0: Cool. So for anybody who doesn't know who you are, because obviously we've worked Everybody. together. Jackson, so, so we, <laughs> I, know, I know who you are, but for anybody who doesn't know who you are, explain who you are, kind of give a bit of a gist of your background, that kind of stuff.
1: A very similar backstory to you, actually, Simon, in that I used to be a radio professional. I started out in the mid-90s. God, remember those days. and uh, when radio um, was good. Yeah, but when it, absolutely. Let's not get into that. It's a totally different conversation. Um... And yeah, I just sort of started out in local radio, uh, built my way up, ended up in London for my sins uh, in the early 2000s and, you know, achieved what I thought were the dreams, which was working on, you know, London radio stations, going national, that kind of thing. And then uh, obviously the radio industry kind of went pop uh, sort of mid 2000s, you know, up until fairly recently, when it's just ended essentially. And uh, yeah, I just decided, well, what can I do? Like we all sort of get to that stage sometimes in our lives where we, we you know, some the story ends, so we need to write a new chapter. And I thought, well, I love audio. I'm never going to give audio up. How can I monetize my skills working with audio? And of course, podcasting, I sort of dabbled with it back in the radio days. About 2001, was working with um, a company called Storm Live, um, which was run by Bruno Brooks, the former Radio One Top Forty DJ. No, well. and yes, he was. I mean, he. Who doesn't know Bruno? I mean, the the guy's a legend. Uh, I still. F- feel very fondly about him now actually because I feel that he was a real pioneer in what we're doing now. I mean, I remember we had a meeting in around about July 2000 when he sat us all down. Um and some of the sort of the people that were in that room, like Joe Guest, Nell McCandrew, like talk about a who's who of people that were famous, uh, Joe Absalom from EastEnders. And we are all laughing because he was saying, you know, all of this is going to be irrelevant in about 15, 20 years time. People will be listening to us and other radio stations on one of these, on, on a phone. And we were like, what?! radio. Why would you want to listen to radio through your phone? It's like, it's tinny. You try, you know, bus boys, you know, <laughs> to quote in between us, you know, all those people that sort of listen to their phones on the bus. And it's like, it's the most off-putting thing in the world. So we couldn't really conjure that image in our head of, of radio being delivered through that platform. Lo and behold, we're here. And I'm so grateful to Bruno for sort of setting that in motion that at 2001, I uploaded audio of my then radio show onto the website and people were downloading it. And it just sort of, from that, I kind of branched off into other avenues, you know, short clips and built them up over time, longer and longer, longer form content until eventually I went, you know what, let's just get into producing almost like audio
0: documentaries bespoke to that listening base. And Mm -hmm. here we are. So, I mean, you kind of, kind of described it a little bit there, but there's all sorts of different types of podcasts. What would you say... Is a podcast because you, you do get the ones where it's just music being mixed, you get ones where people are talking. What what would you say a podcast is? To me, it
1: is anything that you listen to. So I know that you get a lot of people saying, Oh, a podcast can be video, it can be anything, it could you know. I'm I'm one of those purists where I believe if you're not listening to it and it's not on demand and it's not delivering specific content. Customized to the listener, then it's not a podcast. I mean, I know what you were talking about those mixed shows where you get, I mean, a lot of them have been pulled now. Funnily enough, it's a really interesting point, actually, because, you know, everyone from Calvin Harris through to uh, Avicii through to, you know, who's who in the world of DJing, EDM, they all had a Podcast, but they're not podcasts because they're mixed shows and there is yep. a, an app specific to that called Mixcloud. And they've all sort of had to now leave Apple Podcasts and all the other apps because another thing people don't realize is you can't legally use music on a podcast anyway unless it's, you know, completely royalty free. So yep. for me, a podcast is something where there's a specific subject matter that I'm interested in and it's delivering content relevant to that subject on demand so I can subscribe to it. And it's,
0: it's, you know, I'm in that world. And it's spoken word basically is what you're saying. It's not. Absolutely. Yeah. And so taking that on then, what would you say is the best type of podcast for people to possibly think about? Would it be interview style? Would it be somebody just talking, which is what I do. And um, would it just be like be multi-host where you've got multiple people? Does it, does it, every single one of those work for each person or does it maybe one type work for a person or what have you?
1: It all comes down really to two formats. And and when you break it all down, it doesn't matter what it is, it comes down to one or two formats. And that is number one, what I like to call the ranty monologue format. And that is somebody sat down. And that could That's be one person. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but you've made you've made a career out of it. So this is great. Uh, it could be one person. It could be a group of, you know, three people. It could even be, you know, somebody standing in a in a group on a stage and recording that. That is still a ranty monologue format. Then you can have what I call the conversation format, and that again can be one person or, or two people rather, or, or three or four people. But the point is, one format is all about delivering one-way traffic. So it's mm-hmm. it's essentially it's a viewpoint, it's a perspective. And it's you delivering that perspective and, you know, that perception on brand uh, to that audience. Whereas the conversation is more about, OK, we're now going to discover. So we're going to sit down and we're going to have other people or other, um, you know, speakers or even if it's documentary form, maybe you've got audio that you want to use and you want to sort of commentary on that. Yeah. That is more of a conversation format. So I d- whatever you want to do, you can do either But what I would say to you is you need to think about which one of those two you're going to go for. You could mix them both up. To be honest, I've got podcasters Mm -hmm. that are doing both the ranty monologue kind of style and also the conversational style. And as long as it fits within your brand and within your why, which we'll probably get to in a minute, uh, you know, as long as it's on that brand and it ticks that box, it doesn't really matter too much.
0: Mm -hmm. So. If there's a small business watching or listening to the podcast audio of this later on, why should somebody with a business think about podcasting? For me, I say to them, look, there's lots of different steps and you can make life a little bit easy for yourself, but the podcast is probably the most frictionless piece of content that there is. Everything else takes time to consume. A podcast I even publicized this interview with you today on LinkedIn and said, and in true podcast terms, switches on, walk away, do whatever you were doing and have the audio on in the background because that's what a podcast is. Is that what you would say to people? Or is there another reason why you would say to do podcasting as well? I would. It depends on what you. Again, we come back to the why. You
1: know, there are several reasons to do a podcast. And whenever somebody comes to me and they say, "Look, Neil, I'm interested in getting into podcasting. I want to do one," my first question to them is, "Well, okay, what's the outcome? What's the desired goal?" Because depending on what that goal is, determines whether or not I feel I can. I'm not saying they shouldn't do one, Hmm. but. I know what I can help them deliver and there are things that I can't help them deliver that being you know if if they want to top the iTunes top 10 well that's not what I'm about that's not what there are podcast producers out there that their entire mission is they're going to get podcasts in the iTunes top 10. Okay. I'm not going to delve into how they're doing it. it you know, it's, it's a gray area of, of ethics and, and morality as far as I'm concerned. But the point is, if that's what they want, then I'm probably going to turn around to them and say, look, okay, I get what you want to do. You want to get your brand out there. You, you know, it's more of a vanity project and that's fine. I've got no problem with that whatsoever, but maybe you need to work with somebody else. If they're looking to do more kind of like the long game where they want to get return on their investments. In other words, they want to invest now. It's like any kind of marketing. You're not going to get overnight success with anything you do. And if you do, then you're probably not, you're not doing it right. You know, you put a Facebook ad out there, the first Facebook ad you put out, you're probably not going to make a hundred percent ROI just because it takes time. And for me, that's kind of where I'm going with with the way I approach things. Why would you want a podcast? Well, here's here's the simple question to ask yourself. Do I want to make money? I'm guessing your answer to that will probably be a resounding yes. Well, in other words, you need a podcast. And why does this help you make money? Very simple. Every single transaction that happens, be it in business, with products, with courses, with you know, you name it, whatever you can sell, whatever you can monetize, there is always that three keywords that dictate whether you're gonna close that deal. No, like, trust. Okay. If I see a post on social media that is just text or an image, or sometimes even video, if it's not done the correct way. Is that making me know you, like you and trust you? Probably not, because I'm not getting the dynamic. There is no emotion in words. Okay, Mm -hmm. You can trigger an emotion if you use certain words, but you're not actually delivering an emotion. So if you have a podcast and someone can hear you, they can get to know you. Over time, after listening to a couple of episodes, they're going to slowly get to like you. And when they know that you're going to show up every single week or every single month, if that's the way you want to do it, however you want to do it. Some even do it every day. I think that's nuts. But whatever, whatever floats your boat. Um, if you're Sorry. showing up. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because, again, not a podcast. Videos are different. Um In terms of the, you know, the no like, and the trust, you are going to build that trust when you're showing up, when you're giving the value. You know, as long as you're not going on every episode going, hi, welcome along to uh, the Johnny Walker Show. God, Johnny Walker, there's a flashback. Johnny Walker, there's (laughs) a (laughs) name. There's an ex-radio legend. Uh, Welcome along to the Johnny Walker Show. And if you go to www.johnnywalker.com forward slash buy... It's just going to put people off. Whereas if you're actually delivering the content up front and you're saying, right, here's my perspective on things. Here's how I can help you with your problem. Suddenly I'm going to go, wow, this guy, this gal knows what they're talking about. I know them, I like them, and I trust them. How can I buy their products? Because they clearly know what they're talking about.
0: Yeah, it's all about that value. So when it comes to podcasting, I mean, we might have very different, different viewpoints on this how easy is it to start podcasting it's really
1: easy to start podcasting it's not so easy to start good podcasting And that is, of course, look, that's a subjective thing. And I, I know where you're going with this because I've seen your content and you are, and I don't disagree with you, you are very much of the ilk from what I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're very much like, just get it going, just get started. Don't overthink it, just get it done. Mm-hmm. And, and I, to a certain extent, I agree with that massively. You know, the worst thing you can do is say, I want to do a podcast, right? Okay, what do I need to do? And then suddenly you get into that rabbit hole of doubt where it's like, oh God, what microphone do I buy? Oh my God. <laughs> (laughs) where do i record it oh my god what's my format gonna be oh my god how am i gonna get get and before you know it you're asking so many questions you never get it started until someone like me comes along goes why why haven't you started yet you know but what i'm saying is you need to do that sort of you need to do that basic level of research so now you don't want to go straight out and buy a blue yeti okay just don't do that you look don't a blue yeti. Anyway. <laughs> no don't buy one anyway but look you know i'm i'm not here to, to uh, you know i am here to slag off blue yetis i do it almost daily in my content but the point is you know if a blue yeti suits your environment and it suits your budget and you're one of these people you're like what i like to call the iphone generation where they just want a box that does the job easily plugged in and easily gets on with it not too worried about the quality but they want it to do the job well fine look if that's your bag then go for it but you know what i would say say to you is if you're hoping for massive results you're probably not going to get it with that kind of a microphone because regard you know there are so many people that say nobody cares what it sounds like that's absolute bs people Mm -hmm. do care what it sounds like and i mean as someone that you know listens to these things almost on a daily basis i probably listen to more podcasts than most people and it's very simple. If I hear a podcast where the audio is unlistenable, I stopped watching and listening. Well, it wasn't a podcast. I watched a video, and it was something I was really interested in today. And I turned it off after seven seconds because I couldn't hear the girl speak. You know, she was yeah.
0: no, I'm, Did she had a
1: face
0: mask
1: on. think she was socially
0: distanced. Virus? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sadly, no, it was just literally because she was recording it through a laptop. And, you know, that for me is is the fundamental point that, you know, you people say, well, what about these podcasters that are really bad and they've got terrible equipment and they've got a million listeners? Yeah, there's a reason they got a million listeners. They're the sorts of people, they're called influencers, and people would literally sit and listen to them if they were talking through a sock, because it's about the fan base that they've built. People will forgive. But if you're just starting out as Johnny Nobody, running a tyre company in Hungerford, or okay Newbury or Thatcham, or somewhere like that, you know, it, if you're doing really poor quality audio then you're not going to build that fan base in the first place because they're going to go right we've got you talking about tires and then i've got this professional company let's say for example i don't even know if ats have a podcast probably you've got the professional voiceover you've got the good nice production the music you've got someone that knows what they're talking about and they're sounding really professional which am i going to listen to am i going to listen to you know johnny no tires or i'm going to listen to the ats podcast probably a no-brainer right
0: yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you've you've mentioned it already, but I want to go back into it because you've said about how video doesn't make a podcast. What then do you say to people who create content like that and make millions? Let's talk Seth, uh, let's talk Joe. Uh, Joe Rogan, obviously bought up by Spotify, makes a fortune. His content was specifically video which was turned into podcast jack mate is a uk version of that his his podcast was usually taken recently taken from youtube onto spotify and then they put clips onto youtube so it kind of drags the audience across would you say they're not creating podcasts then
1: so I know the guy that makes the Jack mate podcast because he used to be a radio presenter and he's he's uh he's uh, I'm to go into too much detail in the background backseat because my mate won't thank me for this but uh we have mutual friends and um you know even he would probably agree that the video element of the podcast is not a podcast it's
0: mm-hmm. look it's it's really I, I must simple. Admit, I've always said myself a podcast is audio it's not video. But I just had to ask the question.
1: (laughs) Why? So the way I would approach this then is what is your, again, what's your outcome from the video version?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: What's your desired goal?
0: Um, For me, it's the audience getting value from that and putting out. um, Because for me, it's not about necessarily monetizing. It's about helping as many people as I possibly can do along the way. I I, I mean, I'm not so sure what the, the Joe Rogan um reasoning for the video necessarily is other than going oh yeah that really is Elon Musk lighting up a big fat one i don't i don't know
1: <laughs> you watched that episode too then yeah <laughs> um it, for me it's really simple i think they're two very different platforms that that literally you probably know about modality modality is all about what triggers your emotional responses. And if you don't know anything about modality and you want to be in any way involved in the marketing space, I definitely recommend that you look into it because what it tells you, what it teaches you is that one size doesn't fit all. I know there's a lot of people out there that will go, right, I have video. Now I'm – and Gary Vaynerchuk, bless him, is exactly what I'm talking about here. His whole thing is you can take one piece of content, split it into 100 different pieces, and it will still work. And I disagree with that entirely. And here's why. If the piece of content that you're creating and you don't know what you're doing refers to something specifically visual, unless you can adapt that to the audio version, it's lost. I'm not going to I'm not going to tally in with that modality because I personally, weirdly enough, am an audio person. Right. So I respond really well to audio. Video, not so much, and certainly not with – with. although I love reading and I've written stuff myself in the past, you know, I love the written word, I love language, I love the way it works, but that's not my modality. That's just a, mm-hmm. like kind of a hobby that sometimes I can't – it's a means to an end. With audio, if you're going to – come at me with audio content you've got me I'm, I'm hooked I want to know what you're going to talk about as soon as you start sort of talking in that audio about the video and look at this and look at that I'm lost I'm like well hang on a minute I can't see this and you know back in the radio days when we used to sort of talk about visuals don't work don't start talking about this thing you watched or this thing you're seeing talk about what you've, what you've heard and, and yeah. relay it to the different modalities that way so say for example you see something in the paper you don't say you know necessarily did you see that thing in the paper you can Say, did you hear about that thing that was in the paper the other day? Oh, I saw it, and then you can tick all the modalities. You know, you can even do the kinesthetic one, where you can talk about how it made you feel. Yeah. So, modality is really important here, and this is why I'm, what I'm saying that a podcast, it is a very specific audience. You're not going to get people that love YouTube, love watching crazy videos on TikTok of their mum dancing in a, in, a you know, pajamas, all that kind of stuff. You're not going to really connect with those people if you're doing a podcast. OK, you're going to connect with the people that like to get in their car, stick the smart speaker, stick the the speaker on, the Bluetooth speaker on and hear while they're driving, while they're doing whatever they're doing, the shopping in their earphones. You're not going to connect as well with the video audience. Video does a brilliant job of connecting with those kinds of people. But to say, as long as it's content, it's a podcast, to me is misleading, because you are not going to connect with everybody that likes podcasts with Mm -hmm. a video.
0: No, absolutely. And I mean, a good example was, obviously, I take the audio from these and put them onto my podcast channel. But like the other day, I was talking about something visually, which I was showing on screen. But because of my background, obviously, I was able to kind of take the words i was going to say and make sure that they were audibly visual as well if you get what i mean i was like yeah. explaining what i was seeing and um, but obviously some of the people just go yeah would you look at that what a great phone case yeah Brilliant. exactly yeah well i've no <laughs> idea what you're talking about and um, so i mean you've talked about how easy it is to get started you don't necessarily need the most expensive kit <clears throat> would you say a podcast has to be edited
1: Oh yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And and in fact, you know, I I even if you want the long form version of this response, then I have an episode Devoted to this on my own podcast, which you're welcome to, to send we'll people the link to. In the section the the Brilliant. But, you know, the short answer is look, it's about respecting time. The, the thing it so if, if you're going to go in, this is how, this is the analogy I like to give people. So everyone at the moment, right, has at some point probably been in a networking meeting. I'm guessing either a BNI or a Chamber of Commerce or whatever, the countless sterling network, you name it. There's a thousand of these things at the moment, and everyone's going to them because people are panicking. They're like, I've got to get my brand out there. I've got to get my brand out there. And you know, if you're going to go into a Zoom meeting, the whole thing, right, uh, is usually about two hours long on average, most of these networking meetings. And what you're getting is a mixture of people that know what they're doing. Like you and I, if we go to a to a meeting, we're usually gonna be able to get our message out in the sixty seconds pitch time that we've got. We're gonna, you know, get to the point we know what we're talking about, you know, we know how to deliver the 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 message. A lot of people don't because not everyone has the experience and the skill sets that we have. So they'll go in there and they'll be like, right, um, my company is uh, John's Kitchen and Bath. That Johnny Walker is really (laughs) (laughs) Uh, multi-talented. Let's say Amy's. Okay, let's let's be, you know, twenty twenty and all that. Uh, Amy's Kitchen and Bathrooms. And what we do is we take board. So if you think about it, if you're. Having that kind of reaction when you go into these real world meetings and you're thinking, get to the point, get to the point, get to the point. How do you think your audience feels when they hear you waffling on asking the same question four times in four different ways? You know. Uh, repeat the same sentence halfway through then start it again you know the, the amount of podcasts i hear where where it'll be like uh, so john talk to me about tell me um uh, what's your thoughts on i mean how do you feel about you know and it's like how many times do you need to start this sentence you know, cut all that out what uh-huh. i want to hear is the question and the answer you know yes i want to hear a bit of your personality around it there's i'm not saying you cut every single bit out but if it doesn't move the episode forward, if I don't need to hear it in order to build in my head a picture of you as a person
0: or what you're about and what you're getting to, get rid of it. Don't need it. That's that's good. And it kind of lays back into what I always preach as well is that it doesn't have to be perfect. But as long as you keep that story moving effectively, um, that's, that's the best way forward. Um, so I, it's going to lead me on to the, the la- my last question. And uh, I, I probably know the answer because this is what you do for a living. Should somebody pay for someone to edit their content then? Or, or could they spend the time to learn? I'm, it didn't take me too long to learn, but maybe it's just that I'm that type of person. Um, but should people sit down and take the time to understand what they're doing? Or should they just go, look, let's just hand this over. It's really
1: interesting that you say. So I'm going to ask you a question back on that because this is exactly the the kind of stuff that I love. I lo- this is what I really love about my job is <clears throat> delving into people. So you say you didn't take you that long to learn. What is it that you've learned that didn't take you too long?
0: Um, it was the cutting, splicing, understanding where to take breaths out or what have you. How to basically, like you say, to keep that flow going. Maybe it was the fact that. I'd worked in radio for a long time before I came to the point of doing the editing that was able to help me understand how it should sound. Um, but the actual process of the editing side of things probably wasn't didn't take me that long to to sit down and 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 get a good gist out. Okay, I wasn't um, like the, the, the world's greatest Z100 um, editor at the time. I, I was when I finished my radio career, but not, not right now uh, back then. But yeah, so it was just um, a, a good place to start kind of thing.
1: I mean, I would say bingo. I mean, that for me is you've hit the nail on the head. Like you, you technically, you could do... Podcasting as as a gig because you know, but this is the thing. It comes down to a few different levels, you know. And I said this just the other day um, on on a LinkedIn post. You know, there are something like four hundred. Somebody told me four hundred and twenty podcast professionals in the southeast of England alone, right? <laughs> and i wonder where they've come from what major ha- what major event happened in industry quite recently that led to 420 podcasters that are offering their services well but, i've recently my-
0: downloaded audacity so i know <laughs> <what you're
1: doing. laughs> Look anybody can learn to edit audio but if you think that podcasting is editing audio then i would say you probably got a bit more to learn because there's lots to it really i mean i i could i could go on and and on and give you my pitch i'm not going to cuz simon i respect your time you're a busy dad and you you haven't got all afternoon to to sort of listen to me <laughs> ranting on about this but what i would say to you is this starting a podcast is even before you begin, there's a whole process. And what I will do whenever somebody comes to me and they say, say, Neil, you know, I really want to get a podcast for my brand. I've got a really small company, don't have a huge amount of budget, but I want to get the best possible professional sounding audio out there. How do I do it? And my answer is always the same. Right. Number one, we need to figure out what you want to get out of it. Number two, we need to figure out when you say you don't have a lot of budget, not a lot of budget to one person can be, you know, 50 quid a month. To another person, it could be 10 grand a month, you know, because yeah. different different levels of corporates, companies, you name it, have different marketing budgets. If you're spending less than five grand a month on your marketing budget and you're in business, then you're probably not a strong business yet because that's pretty much what it costs for most businesses to, to do their marketing. So that's the first approach. Then the second approach is you know, what do you want your podcast to be? Anybody could sit down and I see it so often is somebody goes, right, I'm a accountant, right? I'm an accountant. I want to do a podcast, right? Okay, so what, what's your podcast going to be? Well, I'm going to do a podcast about accountancy and all the ins. okay, boring, okay? <laughs> you do not want to do an accountancy podcast, okay? <clears throat> what you have to do is you have to sit down and you have to think outside the box a bit, and that's where I come in, the brainstorming, because when you're too close to it, and I've been guilty. I've launched something like 110 shows now over my lifetime. And I'd say a good half of those have got it completely wrong because what I've done is I've gone, right, what is this for? It's for a radio station. It's for insert company here. Right. What does that company do? Right. So let's do a podcast for that space. Wrong. Because unless you're in the space already, you're not going to be interested. And if you are in the space already and you're interested, how am I going to get money from you? Well, I'm probably not because you're in the space. So yeah. what you have to do is you have to think about how can you deliver value to the end customer? Yeah. So if you're an accountant, you're probably not going to deliver value to an end customer if you're talking about accountancy, unless they're already a customer. So what you got to do is you've got to think about how you can get Into the B2B space. How can an accountant connect with other businesses and get money from them? Well, how about you deliver some value offerings like accounts? What does every accountant know? Loads of businesses. So would you say that accountants are probably best placed to give business advice? Yeah, exactly, yeah. That might be where you you might want to to be thinking, and the same for like let's go back to to Amy's tyres. No, it wasn't Amy; she was Kitchens. Johnny's tyres. Johnny Walker and his tyre company. Right? If you're running if you're running a, a company that deals with tyres, well, what you might want to be doing is looking at general motoring tips or Mm. perhaps you want to be looking at, uh, you know, stories about, you know, this is a bit macabre, but stories about accidents and how to prevent them, that sort of thing. In other words, don't think about immediately, uh, immediately about what you're offering. Think about what your authority within the space could be and how you can offer some value to people that might want to listen. Because what will then happen if they, again, get to trust you as a thought leader they might be more willing to do business with you
0: and i mean i couldn't have said it better myself i mean the amount of times i've sat down and i've spoken to accountants and i've said look give value do stories about how people can save money the five top money saving tips on fuel expenses or those types of things oh there was a chauffeur what well what would i write about or what would i talk about well, do a blog about road safety in winter and the checks that spot you on. do to make sure that your car's safe and that kind. So the value thing is 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 in, absolutely integral, I think. To can I give you one life. quick
1: example of of a podcast that I at the moment this is the one that I'm my go to example mm-hmm. that I'm telling people about because I think they've got it so spot on. So you know, you and I are a bit old for this now and and a bit sort of uh, you know not single enough. But there is a, there's a dating app so. called. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Kids, I forgot. Yeah. Uh, there's a dating app called Bumble. OK, and all, I say all the kids like it's I think it's target demographic is probably about 18 to 32. OK, so pretty much a hot AC radio station from the 90s. And uh, they have a podcast. OK, now you might think it's a podcast about how to get the best out of dating apps. It isn't. Well, it kind of is, because that's kind of the general message. But what they've done is they have identified a pain point within dating, which is that whole thing where most bloody men who will do the right swipe and they'll get connected to the chick and then (coughs) they'll say right okay can I send you a picture of my appendage and then they go no block right so what normally happens is dating apps as a result get a bad reputation one of the other pieces of bad reputation is with men that seem interested because they like the photos but then when they actually get chatting to the girl they realise they've got very little in common with them and don't possibly want to date them so they do something called ghosting okay and what bumble have done is they've said you know it'd be a really great idea if we get some of the victims of these ghostings on the podcast to talk about their experiences and what did they call it
0: ghost stories how Brilliant. amazing is that Awesome. What a great idea. Um, I've got a few questions coming in. Have you got time to do a couple of questions? Of course. Yeah, no worries. Okay. Uh, So they've come in from one particular person who watches the content on a regular basis, but he does a podcast for Legion United. He's a huge Legion United fan, and he's had some real headway with it. It's been really good. So um, Ed McIntyre is asking the first question, which is artwork. How important is it?
1: Wow. Um, It is so important. And it... It's important if you want to get discovery. In other words, if you don't already have a massive fan base, you don't already have an established tribe um, who will literally click on your content no matter what. The reason it's great for discovery is that Apple Podcasts, they Whatever anybody wants to tell you, Spotify are going to argue this. So are Stitcher. So are Google Podcasts. But the fact of the matter is, Apple Podcast is still responsible for most of your podcast audience, just because they they're ahead of the curve. They were doing this before anybody else. So most of your audience is going to be on Apple Podcasts. Therefore, Apple Podcasts pretty much determines whether or not your podcast will get traffic. Okay, mm-hmm. and. Contrary to popular belief, it is all manually curated. So you don't get podcasts that do really well and uh, suddenly end up in, you know, the newer noteworthy section or, you know, hot new releases, that kind of thing, whatever they're calling it this week. So... As a result of that, what you need to do is make sure that your artwork stands out. It's got to be some Apple's big thing. They're not even shy about saying this. Their number one thing is how it looks on the app. So if you've got really dodgy artwork that's been done by yourself in Canva, you know, it'll be fine for your brand it'll be fine for your own website it'll be fine for you know your friends and family but if you want Apple to go wow that's amazing artwork we need that on our front page you really need to invest in either you know an independent freelance marketing uh, you know the graphic designer or you know get don't go on Fiverr <laughs> is what I would advise you can if you want It's cheaper but I wouldn't recommend it I would go with something like 99 designs or you know if you know somebody that's in graphic design maybe in a networking group or something I ask them if they will you know have a look first of all at the other artwork in Apple because it does have kind of a a bit of a themed look about it you know it's mm-hmm. very pretty you know the colors are really quite bright it's really nice looking and just get somebody to sit down and identify what makes you know what the the fundamentals of that artwork of other podcasts is those that are in the new and noteworthy and try and almost not copy it but do that style
0: yeah and is is also asking because it's a it's a double header podcast it's quite a long question so i'll put it on the screen um but he's got a microphone uh, sounds great but his co-host has one on a headset doesn't sound so good is it important that both the hosts have the same kind of kit same kind of sounding stuff or because ed's probably the lead host does it really matter so much
1: I would say, yeah, it probably does. To be honest, um, you know, you can get away. There's a, there's a big podcast uh, that's been around for years, um, and now I can't think of what it's called. But it's it's basically it's oh, it's going to come to me in a minute. But there's a huge. Uh, answer me this. That's it. Answer me this. And you've got your main podcast host and your main co-host. And she's huge now. I mean, she's a massive megastar. She does all the podcast festivals and hosts them. Um, And then you've got another third host who's clearly remotely on Skype And boy, does it stand out. And it's one of the things, a lot of people I talk to about that show, they say, love the idea of it, but I can't listen to it because it puts me off when I hear the third host dive in. And it would almost be better off just not having him. And I kind of agree with that. To a certain, It sounds harsh and cruel, but it's about the audio side of it. You know, if if you've got two really strong hosts with really good audio and then you've got a third person, it's almost like casting in TV. You're not going to have a third week link to hold the whole show back. You're going to think about maybe using them in a different way. And, you know, you by all means, you could use them in some way, maybe as a caller or maybe, you know, in some other way that doesn't detract from the main sound. But what I would say to you is this, yeah, with... Callers with guests, with anybody that isn't integral to the show. It doesn't matter. You know, there's those that say, oh, you can't do interviews via Zoom. It's got to no, well, screw that. You can you can do things via Zoom because people will accept that the audio of the guest is not going to be people have been listening to people on phone lines, for God's sake, for the last 30 years. So they're not going to worry about a Zoom <coughs> call quality. But with your main hosts, absolutely, I think it's worth investing in a decent second mic
0: cool and he's got two more questions because another couple have just popped up uh first one and um, how important are headphones headphones when recording I, me personally I obviously don't use them you do how important would you say a pair of headphones is
1: i mean if you're monitoring the audio in real time then they're absolutely fundamentally important i suppose because you need to hear that you're going out because otherwise you could be standing here and all i could be seeing is and you're like what <laughs> Why can't you hear that? You're not saying anything. But, you know, in terms of the actual recording process, they're not, Yeah, I would say, have something to monitor. You could even get your, your, your mobile phone earphones and use those. You know, obviously, when it comes to editing, the better you've got, the better, because obviously you need to hear the nuances, you need to hear the clicks. And some of those sometimes don't come out that well in little sort of in-ear monitors. Uh, these are broadcast headphones. They pick up every, they pick up a mouse down the road. So, you know, that's why. I, but yeah, you can get away with cheap headphones. I won't worry too much about that.
0: Cool. And his, his last question is um, video or audio editing software. Do you uh, recommend any for doing uh, re- recording podcasts remotely?
1: Remotely, uh, I would that, say that's obviously
0: what they're having to do during the current situation.
1: Sure, no, that makes sense. I mean, I I swear by Adobe Audition, um, and you know, I you know, I I love that Audacity exists because it's a great training ground. Um, but in terms of if you want to put out professional content, record it, be reliable, all that sort of stuff, uh, Adobe Audition all the way without even taking a breath.
0: And any particular software online. That, you know, like a, a Zoom esque. Is there an audio version of Zoom kind of in thing? In terms
1: of, re- oh, I see what you mean. Yes, of course. So, um yeah, I would say you could use Zoom. And because the what I would say, I'm giving away a big secret here now, actually. um But what I would say is what you record for the actual main meat and potatoes, as I call it, of the conversation, i.e., the QA, you can do that in Zoom and that's fine. Then hmm. all you need to do is top and tail it with studio quality. So your intro, you're going to do it on, on your mic. You know, you're going to do it yeah. in your studio. Surrounding, so that's fine. Um, and you can even if you're really clever about it, what you can do is re record your questions if they're not sounding so good on on Zoom, re record them in the same style. No one's re- if you're not terrible at this, no one's really going to go, Hang on a minute, that doesn't sound like that's live because that's a totally difference.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you've got to sort of almost approach this with a post production head as well. That mm-hmm. you've got to have an idea in your head of how it's going to sound at the end, and then you know, reach that end goal in your head by doing what you need to do during the recording process
0: in the best you can cool um neil it's been an absolute pleasure and um, the last oh, thing I do, the last thing i want to talk to you about is the fact that i saw this the other day on linkedin i thought it was a great idea uh, so i want to give you a chance to plug this because i think it's brilliant Um, i don't know if you've got any spaces left but you were talking about you're doing a podcast now pay later type thing um what's that all about
1: so obviously we're in a, in a lockdown again, and you know, it's it's kind of that fear factor thing, isn't it? Of, you know, I really want to do it, but I don't know where the money's coming from and how am I going to pay for this? So the idea is, and it is conditional, I'll be very honest about this. You know, I'm not I'm not here to sort of, you know, record four free podcasts for you, for you to then disappear. Yeah, but, you're not you a know, charity, man. I'm not a charity. I've got to pay bills, man. You know what I mean? I've got an expensive taste. <laughs> not at all. Um, but not Gary Vaynerchuk unfortunately um so the idea is that you know you you can get the ball rolling now so we can do the sort of nitty-gritty stuff and get the planning out of the way come up with the concept and even record the episodes now so that by the time it comes to actually being back in the frame and wanting to push this stuff you've got content ready to go so the idea is you uh, you you know you do the business with me now and then once once you're back at it, you can pay then.
0: Fab stuff, great. So, if you ever want to chat to Neil at all, I'm going to take all of his links, all his details. I'm going to put them in the description box below after this broadcast. But Neil Velio, thank you very much for chatting us, chatting to us today.
1: It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Been, I've been a bit nervous because it was the first live thing I've done in a while, but I absolutely loved it. R- I brilliant time. You talk, thank you. <laughs> be
0: like me, I mean. <laughs> great fun. Cool. Cheers, Neil. And and there you have it. Podcasting. It's that simple, kind of. Anyway, thank you so much for watching today. As always, if you are brand new to any of these streams that you're watching on at the moment, be it Twitch, Periscope, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, make sure you hit the follow button. And because you've hit the follow button, right next door to it is the share button. So share this content with your audience, let them know all about it. And uh, if you're watching or listening on a replay, make sure that you put any questions you might have into the comment section and I'll pass them on to Neil and he can maybe get in touch with you and and try and give you an answer if you possibly can do, or you can do some one-to-one consultation and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, until Friday when I'll be back again, it is Daddy Daycare Day again, so who knows what time I'll be live. Please do continue to stay safe in these strange times and have a good one. Bye.
1: This was a Perception Studios production.